my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you're having a great week. Uh, great show today. Great show today. Um, uh, a lot to get to today. I was joined by my good friend J.J. Leahy. Uh, we broke down last night's Democratic debate. Um, we talked about what to look forward to in tonight's part two of the Democratic debate. Um, man, what a nightmare. <laughs> what, what a nightmare uh, last night's debate was for the Democratic Party. Um, I anybody won that debate it was probably president trump um in my estimation but yeah we'll get to all of it in just a second first i want to say hi to our brand new sponsors over at surly beard oil guys gentlemen do you have a beard if not why not you look terrible you look like absolute shit are you serious all right guys if, if you're an adult grown man if you're a grown ass man why, why are you trying to look like an infant Grow a beard. Be somebody. I mean, how are you going to be taken seriously at your job? How are you going to be taken seriously by your wife or your girlfriend if you are clean-shaven? Grow a beard. Be somebody. Do something with your life. And if you have a beard, good for you. You've obviously made good decisions in life, but you still look like shit. Why? Because you're not using Surly Beard Oil. <laughs> beard oil is super important, guys. you got to pick up a bottle. Honestly, they sent me a bottle of it last week to try it out. It is the best beard oil I've ever used. It's great. It smells great. It feels great. Put a few drops in your beard. It makes it all shiny and nice and smell good. It's excellent stuff. It's 100% handcrafted beard oil. Um, check them out at surlybeard.com. That is surlybeard.com. Follow them on Twitter, at surlybeardoil. Believe me, I, I'm, I only advertise products that I enjoy, that I use, um, that I think you guys will like. And trust me, these guys are the real deal. Surly Beard Oil. Pick up some beard oil. It, it's the by far the best beard oil I've ever used. You guys are going to love it. I'm I'm wearing it right now. I love it. You guys, trust me, it is fantastic. Surlybeard.com, uh, Surly Beard Oil on Twitter. It is great. Pick yourself up a bottle. They have, all they have, I think, three different scents. They're all amazing. Check them out, surlybeard.com. And guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you want to support the show, um, you know, buy stuff from our sponsors so they keep advertising. Once again, surlybeard.com. And also, you can support us monthly uh, over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, check us out over there as well. All right. Without further ado, here's my chat with J.J. Leahy. All right, guys, we're here with J.J. Leahy. J.J., thanks so much for taking the time, brother. Hey, been too long. Glad to be here again. It has been far too long. So, um, man, let's just jump right into it. Uh, we're going to break down the first uh, Democratic debate of the week. Obviously, there's another one tonight um, because there's 75,000 candidates running and, and they couldn't fit them all on, on stage at the same time. Um, so this is the second round of, of the Dem debates. Um, wow, what an absolute fucking nightmare. Wow, is yeah, that man. boring? It, what, I, a, what a nightmare for the Democratic Party. I was praying for commercial breaks. Three hours. It was. It was. It by was, the way, oh my damn gosh. near three it hours. Was, 
it was awful. And uh, it was like at, at one point, um, you know, when I'm when I'm going back through the the playthrough this morning, I was trying to find um, some specific moments, and I would skip around a little bit, and they just talked about the same stuff for the entire way through. So it was so hard to pinpoint. Okay, when did they actually talk about this topic? Because they were they just it was a circular argument the entire night long. Yeah, it was. And all right, so let's go through some of both of our takeaways here. And I know it was super boring and it was way too long and there wasn't a lot of substance. So we'll try, we'll try we have to we have to really dig deep here. We have to reach for some some substance in this debate. Um I, I believe there's ten people on the stage. The only people that needed to be there obviously were uh, uh Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Um nobody else is polling above five percent in that group, so I mean that that was basically it. Um the Come two on, front runners is almost there. He's like four point eight or something. Four point eight. He's almost there, man. Yeah, four four point eight just ain't gonna get the job done though, huh? <laughs> I, I don't know, he's, but he he's gonna be in the in the running for for vice president though. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he can't take care of uh, South Bend, Indiana. So, yikes. That sounds like sounds like perfect for the Democrats. That's exactly yeah, just, what they like. Just fail up, you know. Just keep failing up. <laughs> so look, my first takeaway is the front runners, specifically Bernie and and Liz Warren are obviously continuing to push the party towards communism. They're just sprinting towards the left. You know, they're obviously both proposing a government seizure of 40% of the, the American economy, um, the elimination of all private health insurance. Um, so if, if anybody out there thought that these, these people and were— open borders. And Don't o- forget open yeah, borders. Yeah, and, and the complete decriminalization of the border, um, which is just insane. Um, it was interesting that, that some of the moderates uh, fought back, though. Um, specifically Tim Ryan, John Delaney, and John Hickenlooper all actually represented themselves pretty well. Um, they did fight back. Um, Tim Ryan like specifically responded to Bernie Sanders and said that their message of taking away, <laughs> the way he worded it was funny. He's like, so far we've, talk, we've talked about taking away health care from union workers in Ohio, decriminalized crossing the border, and providing free health care and abortions for illegal aliens, <laughs> and that might not be the best <laughs> strategy to beat Trump. Obviously he was correct. But he was laughed off the stage because everybody in the room, like the, everybody in the audience, were a bunch of dirty commies too. So it's it's crazy, man. Like I I do believe socialism <laughs> and communism have taken over the party. To, it's not fringe. It's not just Bernie Sanders and Liz Warren. It was no, the it's mainstream. It was now. the entire. Yeah. It, yeah, you're right. It's completely mainstream. It was the entire audience. Yeah, I, we also heard a lot from Steve Bullock as well. I, I think yeah, I told you right before you started recording that I thought that. Possibly the worst showing last night was Amy Klobuchar. She was, um, you know, for you and I, she was like our our dark horse favorite early on before we got to any debates. And we thought that she was really going to hold her own on the debate stage. And boy, were we wrong. She was she, she was absolutely a snooze and did not come across presidential, didn't come across as any kind of a, a leader or a strong figure. Man, I mean, pop. pop Probably anybody who watched it last night forgot until I just said her name that she was even on stage last night. Yeah, to be honest, I, I kind of forgot as the debate was happening that she was up there. Um, <laughs> it, like, none of these people really stood out there, right? Like, I mean, look, when a field is this crowded, there's still, I think, 25, 26 candidates. you got to take these opportunities, especially if you're like a mid-tier candidate like Amy Klobuchar or Beto O'Rourke or somebody like that. I can't believe that Beto's still up there. That's absolutely But asinine. why aren't these people trying to make some waves? You know what I mean? Like Klobuchar, for instance. Like, this is her chance, man. Like, you know, you're on national television. The world's watching. None of these people. I don't think there's a single candidate that stood out aside from maybe 
John Delaney, Delaney because John Delaney. nobody knew who he was. Yeah. He definitely had the line of the night, and that's when he responded to, I, I can't remember if it was Sanders or Warren, but he, he chimed in and said, why are we the party of taking away people's stuff? <laughs> Which, yeah, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure that was that was Warren that time. Actually. Yeah, and but, one that's a great but line. He definitely went after Sanders. Yeah, like, but that's a great line by Delaney. But also, obviously, John Delaney does not know his own party because the Democrats are officially the party <laughs> of taking away people's shit. And giving it to somebody else. Right, right, of course. You can't, can't, uh, can't miss that second part. The theft is is what I'm focused. I felt on like, uh, I, I I felt like uh, Bernie had a really weird night, and I think that I remember early on when he, he uh, like threw his hands up in the air. That was like an early indicator of, hey, remember how people have been calling Bernie Sanders crazy and saying that he's like lost his marbles? Yeah, he he still has, and that's still a thing, and. Uh, yeah, this was not a, a, a weird misread early on by people who don't like him. He's a nutty, nutty guy. And uh, I, I felt like all night long, he'd have a, a couple, you know, a, a sentence or two here and there where he sounded like uh, the 2015, 2016 Bernie. And then he'd just like uh, peter out and wander off into like La La Land. And it was like, I, I kind of felt bad for him at times. Like, you know, does he does he you know need to get back on his meds or something? Did he did he does he know where he is? I I really there were moments last night when I felt like uh, he forgot that he was on the debate stage and thought that he was just at any you know any one of his you know, you know town halls that he spends ninety percent of his life talking at, um, and he just did not seem to really be aware of what the conversation was actually about yeah i I think there's a bunch of reasons for that one you know well nothing i don't think there's anything uh, you know aside from like serious illness or something like that god forbid that would ever make me feel bad for bernie sanders i mean he's he's the person i hate the most in american politics like i honestly believe bernie (laughs) sanders is a a wicked man uh, an evil evil man but he's Um, well i i will say he's the reason that this year everybody's just talking about socialism. Right, like, he is here's the, the thing, reason. though. Like, uh, he he could. I believe he'll go down in history like Jefferson Davis. And, and let me explain. I know that's that's very hyperbolic. That's very extreme to say, but I, I honestly got to believe that. I mean, let's say, look, if there's a second civil war, it'll be because of Bernie Sanders. Like, if if we do lose liberty, if he, if he's if he lives long enough, if he lives long yeah, enough, no, I, I don't even mean in his lifetime. I mean, he's 79 years old, but like, I uh. Like, if we do turn into a socialist country, we lose our liberty, we lose the Constitution, we'll, we'll trace it back to 2015 and Bernie Sanders running for president the first time. Because he's the one that mainstreamed communism. And one, I'm, I'm tired of calling the guy a socialist or a democratic socialist. He's a communist. He's talking about the forceful seizure of the means of production and distribution, obviously, So and, and the confiscation of private property. So, I mean, he is, he is a communist and, and just a wicked, wicked man. Um, but look, like... Here, here's well, one a, more thing on Sanders. Go ahead, go ahead. He, he gained traction in 2015, 2016 because he was the only one on stage next to Hillary Clinton and everybody hated Hillary Clinton. So, like, he kind of looked yeah. not reasonable because everything he said was completely unreasonable. Maybe, uh, like, we're seeing how unlikable Bernie is. Like, he's just mean, crotchety old commie. Like, he just, he's angry. Like, you know, when John Hickenlooper called him out, Dude, there was rage in that man's eyes. Like you just look at Bernie, and he's just like this, full of hate 
and just rage. Like he's an angry old man. Oh, I, I, I can tell you exactly why. I can tell you exactly why. He feels like he was gypped out of out of uh, the nomination four years ago, and he's seeing he's seeing this year because he thought this would be his year to bounce back. Uh, you know, he towed the party line four years ago and went ahead and adore, endorsed Hillary, and he thought that he'd be you know coronated this year, and he recognizes that he's out of time. He spent the last uh, six years you know fighting for just just this to to become the president, and he feels like he's owed it. And the dude is pissed off that the Democrats are standing in his way and trying to steal his, his thunder and steal his strategy. The dude is not happy right now. And Elizabeth Warren, oh gosh, I'm sure you saw the the picture at the end of the debate where they kind of like embraced a little bit and just they're just side eyeing each other with just absolute <laughs> disdain, which is hilarious. I mean, I love some commie on commie <laughs> fighting, but Liz Warren, I mean, she's stolen Bernie's entire platform, word for word. I mean, it's it's just specifically Bernie Sanders platform for the last five years. That is, those are all Warren's talking points, but she's just more put together than Bernie. Like she's clearly just much more intelligent than (laughs) Bernie Sanders. She's, she's more well-spoken. She can articulate things a lot better. Not just, I hate the rich. She'll like actually say, yeah, I hate the rich. And this is what we're going to do to kill the rich. (laughs) You know what I mean? When Bernie's pitch is just (laughs) kill the rich without any, you know, it would actually kill the rich, you know? So I don't know. So I think it's just, uh, um, yeah, you know, just by comparison, he's just not as good at this as Liz Warren, and she's just making him look really bad. I don't think he's as good as, at this as he was four years ago. Here's here's the big um, shift that I noticed last night versus the first Democratic debate. Is last night people on stage were getting angry at any candidates who talked about any kind of hybrid. Um, healthcare solution, uh, you know, a, a mix of single payer, and we'll let you keep your own uh, insurance if you want it. That sort of thing, you know, that was that's that's been the party line for a long time, and that was totally acceptable at the first debate last night. I felt like uh, there, you know, there was this really radical shift, pretty much across the entire stage, to know that you know what you're saying right there. That's the soft. Uh, position and you are the enemy. We're fighting against you because you're standing in the way of a um, communism. You know, 100% pure single payer, single payer, uh, state-sponsored um, health solution. And I thought that was really interesting because I really assumed it was common knowledge that that hybrid plan is more palatable to voters. All right, there's a lot of moderates, a lot of moderates who would be open to, hey, let's expand Medicare. You know, I, I think it's a terrible idea, but I'm just talking about in terms of, you know, what, what's going to win right. the election. Um, that, you know, let's expand Medicare and help out these people who are struggling. But for, for people who are happy with their with what they have, you know, we, we don't want to force everybody to get on there. And, you know, we, we've seen... Time and time again here, this race to the bottom of, you know, hey, you're not as socialist as me, as I am. And, you know, that's why you don't deserve to be the nominee. Uh, we've been we've been seeing that. And last night, you know, they jumped the shark. They went whole hog and, and really abandoned any pretense of, you know, being moderate. And the, the few people on stage, John Laney, 
um, uh, I, th- I think Steve Bullock was one, and maybe Pete Buttigieg, uh, who were, you know, still, um, you know, mouthing the the line they've been going with about, you know, we have a hybrid system. They were lambasted uh, from all sides last night, and it's it's just. It's weird. It, you 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 watch this and you got to ask yourself: Do the Democrats even want to win? I I you you almost th- you almost have to wonder at this point: Do they think any of them are going to win, or do they just know that it's a lost cause, and so they're trying to set themselves up in a position for four more years down the road and say, "Look, here's what we said we should have done last time, and you guys didn't listen, and you know you got four more years." Trump, and here's how we will tell you your life was awful because of that. And you should have done what we said four years ago, and you know embraced whole hog socialism, because in 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 2019, 2020, full blown socialism is still not a winning message. I don't think that um, I don't think that you know independent voters are turned off enough by Trump's personality to embrace you know full complete you know, socialism slash communism. See, it, that's an, it's, it, let me, um, sorry to cut and, you off, but you made an inter- interesting point, whether they okay. really want to win or not. Um, Cause you see that on like the libertarian right too, where, you know, a lot of like my fellow libertarians, it's like, they, they just won't vote for Trump. They won't vote for a Republican, no matter what, like they won't vote for anybody unless it's literally Hayek <laughs> or Murray Rothbard on the, on the ballot. Right. So you see, it's more about purity than it is like winning and moving the ball forward one yeah. yard at a time in a cloud of dust kind of thing. So maybe there is a little bit to that. See, I, I can understand that from the libertarians, though, because the libertarians know they're not going to win. And all they're trying to do is just influence the direct the overall direction of the party. But we're talking about the entire Democratic Party who is trying to win the presidential election. That is what Blows my a couple mind. quick points before I let you go. I know we're running out of time, but uh, a couple more things I want to mention. First, especially with the health care debate, how obviously all of the frontrunners have endorsed a government seizure of 40% of the American economy, which is communism. When they, when they talk like this, yeah. they're not campaigning against Trump. They're campaigning against Barack Obama. I mean, like Barack Obama circa 2008 would be laughed off that stage last night. He, he literally, Obama in 2008 would be called alt-right. I mean, they're they're campaigning against well, I mean, Obama. Obama's like it's so crazy how how quickly Obama's name is Obama's name is mud with the Democrats right now. It's fascinating. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I don't know if it's because they feel betrayed by you know not having won last year or I mean last election. That's possible. I don't know. I it's it's it they the at the at the first Democratic debate. They didn't mention Trump's name very much, and they didn't mention Obama's name, you know, scarcely at all. This time around, um, I, I specifically remember one time when Obama's name was invoked, and it was, you know, basically the same argument you just made, you know, and that argument was, you know, laughed off the stage and shut down. And other than that, you know, they they didn't mention Obama, and, I, and and they you know they they definitely ramped up how much they were attacking Trump, which is fine. That I think you should do that if you are trying to win against an incumbent, you should be contrasting yourself with that incumbent. But I really got to wonder if um, polling numbers have just shown <clears throat> these Democratic candidates 
that uh, people overall are are you know even uh, among Democrats are not happy with the results that they got from Obama. I really wonder that. And if that's true, that might uh, spell some good news for Trump's reelection. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, a couple a couple final thoughts. Obviously, we didn't learn anything last night. Um, I don't think we learned anything. I don't think any candidate moved the ball uh, one way or the other. I don't think you're going to see the polling numbers change for any of these guys. Maybe Bernie Sanders will lose a little bit. Warren might pick up a little bit. But aside from that, I don't think there's going to be much movement. It, it all comes down to tonight's debate because it's all about the front runner. Tonight right. should be more interesting. The thing is with these debates, yeah. especially this Tonight. far out, it's just about the front runner, and Joe <clears> Biden <throat> is the front runner. So he has a big decision to make in the next six hours, <laughs> seven hours. And that is, <laughs> obviously, John Delaney was very effective. John Hickenlooper was very effective, saying, look, if you guys want to beat Trump, stop being a bunch of dirty commies and start making some sense. Now, they, they're not going to go anywhere because they're only polling at 1%. They're so far behind that it's just it's not going to happen for them. But is Biden going to build on that momentum and, and kind of follow that line, you know, what the, John Delaney did last night? Or is he going to try to out leftist Kamala Harris or whatever. Obviously, if he's smart, and uh, the jury is definitely out on that, on <laughs> the intelligence of uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, <laughs> if he's smart, he'll just repeat exactly what John Delaney said because he has the name recognition and the clout to you know say that. You know, if, if he's so. smart, that's what he's going to yeah. do. We're going to see, though. He might not. I mean, he might pay attention to the Twitter leftists, and he might try to out-leftist you know, Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris. I, so it, it'll be interesting to see. If Biden knows if Biden knows what Twitter is. That is true. So I was on Ed's World a couple days ago, and I gave my predictions for these two nights of debates. <clears throat> and um, I was assuming that, that we would see, um, I guess, some more movement. So I, I, I feel like what happened last night was nobody really, like you said, nobody really, you know, moved the goalposts at all. It was, um, there were no breakout candidates. Nobody really looked great. Everybody just kind of really performed, other than Delaney, everybody really just kind of performed kind of consistent with where their poll numbers are at. I don't really see anybody's poll numbers moving um, as a result of last night. And I think that that spells some pretty good news for Biden right now and some bad news overall for the Democratic Party because I think that it um, drags on the this these primaries a lot longer. So what I what I said there was that Warren really needed to um, take out Bernie last night. Warren is you know, has surpassed him in the polls just just barely, but she really needs to drive Bernie's numbers down low enough that he drops out because she stands the most to gain from Bernie leaving the race. But there's also that th there's also that fine um, line too because if she really just sticks the the dagger in his heart and pisses off all of his followers, then they won't support her. So she's got to do it without being too aggressive or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So th there's that uh, fine yeah. line. No, no. What she. What, well, what she needs to do is, number one, show his supporters, hey, I am the better version of Bernie. And number two, needs to expose Bernie a bit because he, in the last couple of years, uh, the last two years specifically, um, the dude has not really, um, he's, he's been kind of a hypocrite, has not really, um, <laughs> you know, towed 
toe the line for for everything he preaches. <laughs> I think that if you're a smart Democratic candidate, there's a lot of room there to expose. It's because, right there. Okay, in 2015, right there. he refused he refused in, to pay his staff fifteen dollars an hour. And then he fired <laughs> and then yeah, he fired yeah. the staffers that complained about it, it to the press. Oh, my goodness. In 2015, 2016, this was the big line was, look, <clears throat> uh, I, I may not like that Bernie is a socialist, but he's at least not hard, hiding the ball. He's an honest guy who is at least true to, you know, what he's preaching, even if I don't love what he's preaching. And that was a big draw to a lot of people who were discontent with, um, you know, the what we'd seen under Obama and people who didn't like Trump. Bernie has a soft, soft underbelly right now. Like you said, there is a lot of room there to poke at him and expose him and say, look, he is not who he's been saying he is. Uh, he is not the real deal. You know, underneath, he is uh, just a, a greedy capitalist, just like everybody else. And I think that Warren really missed a huge opportunity there to pick up a lot of support. And uh, I, I think I think tonight we really are going to have a chance to see is Biden the nominee. So if Kamala is able to chip at uh, Biden support further, then I think that there's a, you know, you could see some shakeups. If she can't, I think Biden's here. Yeah, I think I, here I, I, think I, I probably, obviously anything could happen. Um, but yeah, from where I'm sitting, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. One more thing before I let you go. We need to give the people what they want. We need to talk about the most important candidate on that stage last night. And that is Marianne Williamson. Williamson. I love this crazy bitch. I love Man, this you, crazy bitch. You and, ben you and Ben Shapiro definitely love her. I enjoyed her the first debate. Um, I, I I actually got a little bit tired of her by the by the end of this one. Uh, I, I maybe it's her voice, maybe it's the fact that she doesn't say much <laughs> when she talks. I will say, she is absolutely hands down the nuttiest person on the stage, and she makes Bernie Sanders look like he's got two brain cells to look, run together. The Democrats made the bar to make these debates so low that any of their preferred candidates won't be excluded. And they made the, the, the bar to entry so low <laughs> that this psychopath, I mean, she's insane. Like, she is a legitimately troubled person. Like, she's she not a crazy well. person. She yes, needs she mental does. help. Yes, she's she crazy. Needs help. She, no, she accused Trump of ruling the country with psych, what is it? Like, psychic dark energy? Whatever the hell that means. But, I mean, she's, she's a legitimate yeah, crazy yeah. person. And she's but, just up but, on that stage. And we would yeah. call these Democratic debates a clown car. No matter what, because they would be no matter what. But she's literally a clown on that stage, just highlighting how clownish this process is and how clownish <laughs> the Democrats are. And I love her for it. I love that she is making the entire Democratic Party look bad. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe, though, that she was not the person who said environmental <laughs> racism. I, you know, I, so I, yes. I, I, I didn't watch that moment yes. live. And so I just assumed when I saw it on Twitter, I assumed it was Marion Williamson. Then I watched the debate. And I'm like, wait. Environment. The weather what? is racist, says Elizabeth Warren. A sitting senator who's 70 years old believes that the weather is racist. I was, I was, I was talking, I was talking to my fiance last night and said, "Dang it, they figured us out. We want to destroy the planet so that black people can't yep, live here anymore." That's it. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Environment environmental racism. racism. So here, here's my final question to you, JJ. 
will Marianne Williamson show up to the Democratic convention with delegates? Will she win delegates? And not not all these these caucuses and primaries are winner take all. A lot of them are winner take all. Some of them are proportional. So you know, if you come in, whatever, you still get a handful of uh, delegates if you poll high enough in some of these states. Will she win? She doesn't have to win a state, but in this process, will she win delegates at the convention? Will she win delegates in the main caucus or wherever, the Vermont caucus? I think she will because the Democratic base are becoming just as ridiculous as the Democratic politicians. And she's legitimately polling higher than people like Kirsten Gillibrand and Cory Booker and all these guys, which, yikes, guys. Hey, Cory Booker. It's time to it's time to go away. <laughs> it's time to go away now. If you're pulling behind this well, crazy pitch, I, I think that's an important name. I think that's an important name. Cory Booker, probably Beto O'Rourke. So, it, like you said, they have the threshold set so low because they want people like Cory and Beto to still be in the race. When enough of their favorites have dropped out. Um, is going to determine when they're going to change the criteria for excluding uh, Marion Williamson. Uh, I, I think she's crazy enough to stick in for the long haul if they let her. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, I'll raise you this. Okay. If she stays in long enough, yes, she's going to get some delegates. And I think she's also going to kiss somebody. <laughs> she's, she's, yes. that, that is the most Marion Williamson thing I can think of. She propositioned Trump on the at, uh, at the last debate and said she was going to meet him on the battlefield of love and pierce him with love or something like that. And I, I'm not. I got a little excited hearing all of all of that. I think she's going to straight up. She's, she, there's going to be somebody on this stage and she's going to say, you know, I disagree with you so much, but I still love you. And she's going to walk. Over I I ra- that's that's where this is going. That's that's the only way that I see can your kiss on the lips and I raise you, Kamala Harris being kissed on the lips, and because she's a fucking cop, she pulls out a gun and shoots Marianne Williamson dead on the debate stage. This is what we deserve in 2019. Democrats, you did this to yourself. You did this to yourselves. And now Kamala Harris is going to murder Marianne Williamson. You heard it here first. (laughs) JJ, I know uh, you got to get back to work, so i got to let you go. Um, uh, We'll definitely do this again. It's been way too long, brother. But uh, everybody follow JJ on Dude, Everybody follow the mild moderate himself, J.J. Leahy, on Twitter, at J.J. Leahy. Um, I'm actually off on Monday. I'm on vacation, fishing trip up in the UP. Um, but I will be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. <laughs>